the squad talked about FX's new season of Atlanta, and Kat gave us her glowing review of Young, Rich, and African. And we wrap up with Ray's review of A24's Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. See what we're talking about now, today on Geek Force. Welcome to Geek Force, the show where pop culture rules all. I'm your host, Kat. With me today is the amazing G-Squad of Marlon, Amy, and Ray. Welcome back, you guys, to a brand new episode. How are things? It's glad to be back. Awesome. Things well, we are okay. a lot to kind of just <laughs> dive in and float in and swim around in. Um, I guess we'll start... For me, let's just start with Attack on Titan because this is a long. This has been an investment of my <laughs> life. <laughs> so, if you haven't heard of Attack on Titan, and I think it was like way back in like 2011 when the first season dropped. 2011, 2012, no, around that time, somewhere around that time, and you know it. It did. It was started with Wit Studio, and then it took a 2013. Hiatus. 2013. Okay. It started with Wit Studio, which had great animation, and then it took a hiatus, and then MAPPA took over uh, basically the second half of the entire series, Um, especially in the darker years when they're older and dealing with way more heavy uh, themes. Now, the manga ended last year in 2021 in the summer, and there was a lot of mixed feelings on the ending, but everyone will say it's definitely one of the most... uh, probably one of the best anime slash mangas of our time because of just so much thinking and feelings of the characters and of the story. But as far as the the anime, we were led astray so many times saying like last year was the last season. And they said this year was the last season. It's still not over because it uh, a few days ago or today, actually, it was just recently found out that the last part I guess this is part three of the season will be released in 2023. And at, at the same time, there's still rumors that there's a movie. I don't know of what, but there's more coming. I don't think in the movie's dead. I hope that movie is dead now with the season announcement. I don't think it's going to be a movie yeah. anymore. I'm like, what else? What else are you going to do? They're going to keep milking you guys. It's going to be a movie. It's not so mean. I just wanted to, really I just wanted to see the end of the manga that I, I was emotionally see. traumatized by. That's right. all. I want to be That's traumatized all. by the animation at the end of the oh, story because no. I was traumatized by the panels of the story. Oh, yes. Why can't I just have that? That is because. my closure. I just want to see it, all the violence and stuff. Because I want to milk nah, it. Nah, nah, This is like the final Harry Potter being split into two movies. Like, no, we got to keep milking this, this bad boy. This is the Harry Potter. Where can oh, we this is Harry Potter. This is the Hobbit. Hobbit. This is the Hobbit, yes. Is it true. is the Hobbit. It is the Hobbit. Which it is, is the Hobbit. But at least we knew beforehand it was going to be three. Right. <sighs> it's like, oh, no, there's another one. I'm another just... one. Some, another some one. people are waiting to just... I think, like, Amy, like, you were waiting just for it to end so you can just binge watch it. Yeah. Now you have a whole other year. It's never going to happen. I'm just disappointed oh, in man. Japan. I'm disappointed in <laughs> Dear Japan, Ray's really disappointed they, you guys. FYI. They let capitalism win. Again, they didn't have to, MAPPA didn't have to let capitalism win again. Well, MAPPA didn't so need to do that. They're just mm-hmm. like, what about another year? You know? Um, I did read 
how some people on the MAPPA team have left to have an independent studio. So I don't know if that changed things. There were some animators in that group who worked on Attack on Titan and maybe Jujutsu Kaisen, and they're going to another, like, creating another studio. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. I know, like, they overwork those animators a lot, especially to get things out on a certain time. But a whole nother year, I would expect it maybe this fall, but 2023. And then for that, we don't know if it's really, really the end. <laughs> He'll be like, is this really the end? It maybe. should be. Maybe. It should be. But will it be? It should be. They maybe. don't have a lot left to cover. They only really have, like... They, I mean, okay. but even if they keep this pace of a chapter per episode, which is what they did the last couple of the last like six episodes, mm. where one chapter of manga per episode mm. of anime, uh, which is a pace that I don't see animes take very often. Um, usually, mm. it's two chapters in an episode, but um, right. they started dragging it out, and so. But even <laughs> if they keep it at that pace. It's still, and it doesn't super Dragon Ball Z slow. Uh, I think there's only nine <laughs> chapters left or something like that. Yeah. We have to go old school with it. Yeah. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. We don't do this here. We already lived through this timeline with we don't Dragon do this Ball here. Z. We, don't we do should this just. So they'll make it. But you know what? 10 episodes. The Frieza Saga was the worst, I think. Yeah. I remember those days. The Frieza Saga absolutely held down the president. Like, we could make three episodes, 10 episodes, if we just have them yell for <laughs> 40 <laughs> minutes episodes. of the runtime and then do a bunch of backstory about things we already know, but let's just, let's just keep playing it again. Let's just sit. And I should have known because in Demon Slayer Season 2, they were starting to milk episodes too. Season mm. 1 didn't do that. Season 2 was just like, we're going to end the episode right when, you know, the sword good. was going to like cut somebody or like he was in the middle of his attack and then something mm. happened and we couldn't see what was happening and it was credits. And I was like, what kind of cliffhangers? These are like the new cliffhangers of anime. And to see Attack on Titan, they have amazing pace sometimes in the episode as far as action or just internal drama. And mm. then you know, it ends. It just ends. And you're like, wait, I want more. And it's like, okay, you'll get more. In more? A more? <laughs> yeah, but I want the story to end. No, no more for you. In no a more. year. Cat, you're cat. The audience is Oliver at the orphanage. How dare you ask for more, Oliver? How dare you ask for more? You got one. You will enjoy your porridge. I want Go sit down. I want it more too, but like, damn, capitalism really didn't win in the end of the day. For such uh, a this anime was supposed to end last year. <laughs> nah, right? Don't, was that? So don't come out. To. That's the key word. Like, who calls the final season for a grand total of three years? Who uses those words to describe a three-year timeline? Well, I, I think either season. they had a, a, a plan and then they changed the plan mid-thought. That's what it yeah, felt no, like. Why would you tell us so final season and then give us parts? But I feel like with them... Are we sure that that's never happened before in any show ever? I I don't have a, an example. I and I'm, all the anime. And not anime, I meant in general. Like, just, just all shows oh. of all the worlds. I remember when Mad Men was ending, and I remember mm. when Breaking Bad was ending. AMC was really mm. playing on our emotions and splitting up oh, right. the final season. Right, because they're like, ending Walking Dead soon, aren't they? It's almost like a year. It's like 
seven, like five mm. or seven episodes, and then you wait a whole year to finish the entire season. That was torture because I was like, "We're like they already filmed all the like the scenes," so it was just like, mm-hmm. "Y'all really want to milk this money?" There was a um, yeah. The- there was a chunk of time where it felt like slow production or something led to there was like a season of Steven Universe that came out like four episodes at a time like over like a year and a half and it would be like four episodes and then like two month chunk and then four episodes and then two month chunk and like it would it was a long time that they took for I remember that but I don't know what led to that one uh, it felt like they just didn't have enough time or something they were taking their time on these episodes so they they would just took a long time to get a get through a season or something but it's i mean this one feels it's it's the pace change that makes this one feels worse rdc world told us in one of their skits where they're talking about they like did. oh wow you had a you had a great season that was oh, yeah. awesome oh, i need yeah. you to do four more but we finished it I don't want to hear that. I need you to do four more, but it's done. I'm going to ask you one more time. We need four more. I'm going to take it from you. He's like, fine, I guess I'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) I agree with Amy, though. I feel like because when this season was playing, like, for the past two months, it was breaking records. Like, literally, I cannot watch... I cannot watch Attack on Titan on Sunday on my Crunchyroll because it always crashes because people are watching it. I have to watch it the next day where it's less traffic. And it was just breaking so many records all over the place. I mean, you know, Aaron uh, Aaron was nominated for hero and villain in the anime awards. Like, he was... Right. Attack on Titan was taking over everything. I really feel like they sat down recently and was like, you know what? We're going to keep going because we need money. And this is what came out of it. And as a fan, I'm like, I understand getting money, but like, I don't think it's going to the right people. And at the same time, I'm like, we don't need this. Like, who's to say the last season of like for the one that comes out next year, it's going to be like six episodes. Like, is that worth it? I mean, it's going to be like ten. It better be ten. I I swear, if it's less than ten, I'm going to be so. Well, wasn't there, they got you fair. wasn't there an issue with the quality? Like, I remember reading a bunch of fan discussions and they were saying how, uh, like, I don't know which, uh, one of the later seasons or more recent seasons, there was like a quality issue. Like, it looked La- like funky as hell. Yeah, last so maybe, season. Maybe they'll last put season, more quality was, effort into it. Yeah, yeah. Last season, there was quality issues. And if you purchase the the blu-ray 4k edition i guess of the dvd they changed everything so people looked completely different because animators actually went Hmm. back and took the time to fix their mistakes to make it look pleasing and i'm like so they must have done that online too because i i didn't have a problem with it when i was watching those episodes really Mm. uh three months ago something like that four months ago I didn't yeah. have a problem with it. Apparently, it looks like uh, it looks like Mappa uh, was, or people at Mappa were saying that there were like really ridiculous deadlines that they were trying to meet, mm-hmm. and it was like a real serious challenge. So they went back in and changed a lot of things later. But they were like, "Yo, they have us on these crazy crunch deadlines, and we're not able to give out like the highest quality of what we usually do." And fans who were like up and were like, "Yo, this looks different from last season." So they're like, "We're aware of what's happening. We're going to try to get it and do our best." But it's like. Yo, it's like, yo, y'all, give us a break. We're trying to do our best here. That's why I said <laughs> these like, poor animators. These poor yeah. animators. Mm-hmm. If it's to help them, I'm totally understandable. But if it's just for their bosses to get more money, then I'm just conflicted. 
a little. But we have no choice. It's coming out next year, whether we like it or not. It's probably more about and money than anything else, honestly. It is. And um, what did they do? Like, Kat, would you be <laughs> livid? And they were like, great. We're doing half of we're doing half a season first. Oh, we'll do no. we'll do they we'll cut it in half. We'll do, do one that. half, two we'll halves do, of a we'll final, final, final season, season, and then you'll have the final, final season at this point. Oh my gosh, I don't know what I would do. I think I would just be like, you know what? I'm just gonna wait till it completely ends. If that takes five years, it takes five years. Like, <laughs> so, you're, so you're not gonna go over to their house like you would for uh, George R. R. Martin and like just want to talk to them about no, their. Like twelve years, okay. So that's a whole child's life. I don't know his problem. But they're purposely <laughs> dragging this out. Like they're this they're giving you benchmarks and being like the final, the final, the final. Eventually, it's coming to my TV screen. I don't have a book in my hand by that man, so that's the difference. Like <sighs> that's a whole child's life, man. <laughs> it is, and he's out here talking about Elden Ring. I'm like, what about the book? <laughs> Cat, he he's almost done with the main mission, and before he finishes that last mission, he wants to finish the side quest first. You know, it's like it's like I in a video game when they, when the game tells you, "Hey, you're about to go past the point of no return. You should finish up any of this before you continue forward." I heard that uh, they are tapping; they're trying to tap Brandon Sanderson for something next. Uh, the mm. author of. Uh, he did Mistborn. He finished up the Will of Time series. He's done a bunch of other fantasy oh. novels. Uh, and uh, I hear they're so, tapping him. Okay. For, and so That's From cool. Software is reaching out to him like, hey, this George R. R. Martin thing worked out. Can you uh, give us another world to make a game with? Is what is what I heard is going on out in the rumor world. Like, we'll see. Give us make, some of that they, lore. It worked for to the once. They're ready to keep series. To make a world. No, I to think to make game. a world. Yeah, to okay. for a video game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Okay, okay. I was stringing you along there. I'm That's excited, still pretty cool. But like, stop playing with my emotions, you writers. Yeah. Making all the good stuff. Like, yay. But like, Jordan R. Martin on site, like, for real. There, so I, I know this is like off topic, but like, there was a, they announced that the new Game of Thrones. Uh, spinoff show about the House of Targaryen is coming out in August, a few weeks before Lord of the Rings. Oh, right. I I mean, I'm not really upset because I'm team Lord of the Rings all the way, but I think that's really shady of HBO. And everything I saw <laughs> of the pictures and everything, every comment was about Hmm, this is this looks okay or whatever, but where are the books at? And I was like, it's like my fan club was in the comments. I was so proud of to see that. Um, but yeah, I don't know about this House of Targaryen show, but the pictures are out. There's a there's a premiere date, and yeah, that's all I gotta say. But still, hashtag where the books at is alive and real. I'm not going to say that, George. Did, 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 did he have any hand in that sh- in that series? Like, I, I think he's like, you know what? Know? The further I distance myself, probably the better because what happened this last season. So let me just let y'all do what y'all want to do, but like, I'm not going to be attached to this again. I think his name is attached to something because he's getting the money from it. Oh, it's still his his IP. I yeah, I don't think he's consulting anymore. I think he had it up consulting with that first run through with Game of Thrones. Like, you know what? At a certain point, y'all do what y'all want to do, and I'm just gonna. Yeah, he definitely did blessings what he wanted to do. Huh? From afar, huh? blessings from afar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Anyway, yeah, that's Attack on Titan news. If you still haven't seen it, highly recommend checking out the anime. If you are suffering or, like us, let's create a therapy group somewhere on our social media and just talk <laughs> about it because it's going to be bothering me for the for, for the next year. Okay. Or you wait until 2023 to watch the whole thing. No. That takes a lot of guts. <laughs> no. <laughs> Once you know it's done, then you get no. into it. It isn't like One Piece, Cat, where you got to watch 4,000 episodes <laughs> to figure out where you are currently. I, 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 <laughs> it's, I it's literally under 50 episodes. It's under, I got all the way up. I honestly, I think I'm, 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 I might be 100 episodes behind. I could probably like, catch up. If I, if, that's impressive. I think I might be able to catch up if, if, if I want to skip a couple things. Behind, and that's but, like five years. But yeah, I feel like if you wait till it's done, you, it, it'll be fun. Like, okay. you'll be able to catch all the... And also, you won't have to have the heartbreak of being told you only get half a season. <laughs> wait. I hope they do not do the split. Oh my gosh. Anyway, we're moving on to a happier place. Our other favorite place is Marvel. Marvel slash Disney Plus dropped Moon Knight starring Oscar Isaac this past week. Mm. Um, again, Beautiful man. Yeah, yeah. And... We, I'm sure we have a lot to talk about because I came in with no expectations, knowing that this comic series is a very mature comic series. Kevin oh, Feige yes, definitely is. tried to uh, persuade us adult fans that they were going to stick true to the show and to its themes, knowing that Disney Plus, you know, is aimed for kids. But since because of the whole parental control purge <laughs> and stuff, you know, with the Netflix Marvel shows coming over... What are you guys feeling about Moon Knight so far since it started? <laughs> Even had the TV fourteen uh, rating as it came on, so I, I just I'm interested to hear what y'all got to say. Didn't they go back in and like edit a bunch of these shows after? You have parental controls on. Okay, good, 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 good. Okay, um, even without parental controls, I feel like there was only one scene that was remotely violent, and it literally was just like, "Oh, my hands are red." Um, <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we'll get to see more intensity. But I was just kind of like, "Oh, that, all right, cool. Your 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 hands are red." Um, I honestly just love Oscar Isaac and the way he just is able to go from sounding very confident in all these interviews to being like, uh, hello, um, yes, my name is Steven um, yes. with a V. With a V. Um, yeah, um, I, I work in the gift shop and the museum. <laughs> Later, Gators. <laughs> I just love how he's able to tune into things so awkward. It's like, this. I love this man. I love Steven so much. He's so right. adorable. Protect Steven. Right. <laughs> Right. He's just, he's such a precious little just confused man. Just, he's a marshmallow man, yeah. He's like, <laughs> everything is happening to me. I'm so confused. I don't understand. Why'd you call me Mark? Who is this? Hello? <laughs> I think I just want to watch while I was pouring up and just reenacting the scenes. I would watch. I just love how confused he is for the whole episode. He's just like, steak, huh? Date? <laughs> me? <laughs> What do you mean it's Sunday? It's not Friday. Do you have a cell? What's what's today's date? It's like my guy, you have a cell phone. You can definitely check that. He wanted to make sure. He wanted to make sure he wasn't crazy. He had to ask somebody. Oh no! Like I'm into it. I'm into it only because Oscar Isaac is like fully committed to this Stephen Grant character, and that is why I'm like so tapped in. I'm like I gotta see more of Oscar Isaac being this complete just goofball really weird character who's just like i don't know what's happening things are happening around me i don't know what to do anymore um and also i just really like uh the the effects uh i like how they're choosing to discuss and show the 
otherworldliness that is Moon Knight, the other like tapping into things. I'm excited to see how deep they're going to dive into the lore of Egyptian mythology. Like looking at like the cast, there are a few people who seem to have, you know, names that my guess is either they're going to be connected to uh, the Egyptian lore. Maybe they will be gods and goddesses themselves. I don't know, but I'm all in all super stoked for that. I love that Murray Abram is the voice of, 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 of like the deity. I feel like he has this really good gravitas, deep voice that's just like a so recognizable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love like literally that the fact that when they do show off one of the, um, the, the deity, it's this really dope looking uh tall anthropomorphic like raven skull giant guy and i just love how that looks i'm like yo that looks really cool so episode one thus far i'm into it i'm liking it and oscar isaac is absolutely selling it and ethan hawk is pretty dope too i don't know what what, what they're going to do with him but i'm intrigued he plays a very good cult leader so (laughs) i read um that this might be and I think there's a good chance of it this time, but it might be the Mephisto boys at it again on the internet. Uh, that this little <laughs> city is uh, this little city is really? Latveria. I heard that too. I that did makes hear sense. that, and I wanted to talk about that of what that could mean if that was going to be the place that it was, and. I heard well, that rumor, sense. and I got kind of excited, like, oh, hmm. shit, that, that could really work. And I like that, but yeah, I'm just I mean, going to keep it calm, you know. LaVera's been going through a lot, and it would explain how they go from one cult leader to Dr. Doom. So this is this is definitely going to set the precedent of, like, <laughs> they just seem to be down bad for these people. They were like, charismatic leader, we're all in. <laughs> we like, <laughs> like the cut of your jib, guy. I like the cut of his jib, yeah. Um, yeah, I... I came in with no expectation. Uh, immediately, Oscar Isaac grabbed me in with this little Marshmallow Man of Steven. And I appreciate, like, I really love the soundtrack for one. The soundtrack is amazing throughout the first season or first episode. Um, every song meant something in the scene to me. Um, and the cinematography is really well done. Like, it felt like I wasn't even watching a show. You know how, like, the previous Marvel shows, like, even, mm-hmm. like, Hawkeye and stuff... It felt like a TV show. It felt like episodic. It this felt more felt like adult. A freaking movie. I was like, why is this movie ending so soon? Um, but the acting of just Oscar Isaac, just with he can just switch over, or even physically, like yeah, it's just he got that down. Um, I do want to shout out to the director. Uh, his name is Mohammed Diab, um, and he's a big. Uh, he's a big director who's a he's a he, he's an activist of like egyptian society and so i felt like knowing going in like when they were explaining all of that i like that he took an approach of like you know when you have the general type of uh historical fiction thing with lore and stuff it wasn't like you know fakey kind of hokey type stuff it was like i feel like he gave it a perspective where I don't know. It just felt more natural in them talking about it and, and being around it versus like the money, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. I am excited for for his direction because he has been very outspoken about how about how the movies portray basically how his culture and his country and stuff. So I'm excited to show oh. what he's gonna show us in the show he's because been, um... this is gonna have so much to do, you know. And Ethan Hawke was just killing it. It was ha- I was glad to see Ethan Hawke. It's been a minute. Um, 
he still has that charismatic charismatic but dark sense about him like you know he, he you know he's evil but then he was talking so calm you're like he might not be too bad but then he start like judging you you're like i'm about to die and he's sending sh- he's sending people after me he's evil um so i think that's a really great uh hero versus villain type moment and i'm like so excited to see more and where this is going because this, this this feels like this is gonna be like a roller coaster ride honestly and this is what six episodes Six episodes, yeah. This is going to be a roller coaster ride. Yeah, I, think I have so. a feeling. But again, are they going to fall to the Marvel thing where those first three episodes are going to be juicy? Mm-hmm. And then the next three, they're going to try to rapidly get to the end of like, great, we got to wrap this up. Let's 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 drop in a, 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 a extra MCU tie-in character here and let's put a cliffhanger here and we're out. So yeah. I'm definitely worried they might do that. But again, I, I, I think um, just... Yeah, he Oscar Isaac just has a really great way of like doing like physical acting, the way he can like hunch his shoulders down and seem smaller around everyone else. And then when he's, you know, it's just yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how they're gonna portray his multiple personalities. Uh I like that they decided to change it from uh schizophrenia. Uh, in the comics where it's like, he's just a crazy guy, but that's great. He just has he taps into different individuals, and that's where we're gonna that's what we're gonna label it as. He's just he's just able to transform himself. We're not gonna tap into some of the extras that we had in the earlier days. I, I like that part. I am looking forward to seeing how they're gonna cover the fight scenes. Yeah. Um, I don't want to see all these MCU cuts, uh, so we'll see what happens. But I'm sure we are gonna see all those MCU cuts. So, uh. Uh, but yeah, um, I'm also not. I'm not expecting it to be bloody and gory like the Punisher, like they're trying to make it out to be. Like it's gonna be middle of the road. It's 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 not gonna be Punisher adjacent. If this was on Netflix, I would be fully geeked to see mm-hmm. Oscar Isaac straight up maul people uh, as Moon Knight. But it's Disney, sweeter that they can go to a certain point even with those parental controls. We know that yeah. they can put up these MCU from Netflix shows because they didn't direct it like, oh, like this is someone else who did this work. Like this isn't us. They themselves mm-hmm. probably won't ever do a project that involves sex, drugs, and gratuitous violence. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will probably get a nice PG-13 rating. Um, maybe right. he punches someone off camera a bunch of times and we see like blood splatter, but we won't actually see him caving in some dude's skull like we saw Wilson Fist smash a guy's head through with a with the SUV door. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. I'm excited for it. Six episodes should be dope. And uh, let's see what they do in the comics. Maybe we get some uh, revival Moon Knight uh, cameos happening here and there, you know? I am interested since usually when these shows come out, I like to study the timeline. I'm like, okay, so the six episodes... When it's over, what is coming out next? It's the Doctor Strange movie. So my thing is, what is going to happen at the end of the season? And is it is or not going to be connected to the movie? Because that's usually how Marvel likes to play it. Because the next Marvel show doesn't come on to like when? Like in July mm. or so? True. I, I mean, believe. at this point... They're probably going to do that multiverse tie-in. It's interesting because they do decide to do the X-Men. This man played Apocalypse. So yeah. very fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of overlap here. He played Apocalypse with the X-Men. Uh, so, Waste of yeah, his time. It, if anything, this 
the Doctor Strange movie is going to be like very, I would call it like a, a flashpoint. It's going to be them restarting some timeline or, re- or reestablishing some yeah. uh, actual like, great, we're going to reset things and like lock it in here. Because you know that like in the MCU with like 2025, it's like two years ahead or mm-hmm. like they had to jump farther in the future to like align themselves up to a timeline that now is like kind of rigid maybe so i feel like they're gonna just do a whole lot of resetting things and uh Ooh. this film is probably it might even tie into like oh i can see that the timeline is weird because the deities are like yo we can see on our celestial timeline something is wrong and then it'll be like dr strange and the madness will happen soon oh i can't wait and Moon Knight's just a nice appetizer for it all. I know it might or might not connect to the Doctor Strange movie, but it's nice to have a Marvel movie now. And a Marvel movie with a fresh character, with an actor that we all love. And, like, he's he's been a fandom actor since day one. Yeah. Um, so uh, everyone nice loves Jared Leto. I mean, Morbius is just so fresh. Isaac. Oh, um, right. Sorry, sorry. I think you were talking about Jared Leto <laughs> on maybe on your show, but... Oscar Isaac is a beloved person in our community that we love and cherish and almost anything that he chooses, even if it's apocalypse. Like he was bad, but hey, thank you for trying, you know. Um, so I'm very happy. I'm very happy. Thank you for trying. Those cats know. We love Oscar Isaac. He didn't write the script, Marlon. Like you know that. You fully tapped into like a black mom. Oh, I'm so proud of you, baby. It didn't matter if it was terrible. Cat's like, oh, I'm so proud of you, baby. Good job. He was in Star Wars and he was Poe. And he was really, I love Poe. Like, that's my baby. But Poe was just (laughs) sweet. (laughs) Him and Finn forever. Um, And now he's Moon Knight. So, like, thank you. And I'm very excited to see where this is going to go. And, you know, once this ends, we'll have our Star Wars show back with Obi Wan. That's another thing. But for now, it's Marvel Hour. And it's looking good. That is true. Well, I mean, Ooh. let's go to your next favorite fandom cat. Which one is that? Now, you know I have multiple. Star Trek. Oh, we're going to Picard. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, as you know, there's... Okay, to be fair, there's like five Star Trek shows. Okay, so you... Yeah, this is the thing. Um, cat, we have a list. I know, but you said Star Trek. My mind's going to be like, this one, this one, this one. So, as you know, the squad here, we've been talking and watching Picard, season two. You know, we talked about the first couple of episodes. We're now episode five, so we're in the middle of the season, right? A lot has happened. A lot has just added on to this plate of, I don't even know what to call it. And we're here to kind of just take a a breather, almost like a therapeutic session in, what the hell is happening with the show? And is it good, bad, or... You know, how is it, y'all? How you feeling? Ray, you want to go? Um, they went to the MCU school of how to turn a TV show into a movie this season. Agreed. And I don't like it. Um, I like it, but also for 10 episodes that are an hour apiece, I feel like this show has not done a lot in five hours 
but they've also done a lot in five hours. Like this was episode five. Like a lot has happened, but also a lot hasn't happened. Like there's, I just still have so many questions and there's just so many things. And like, it just feels like I'm still halfway in the movie. Like there's going to be some big thing that happens soon. Like we don't understand what's happening with Q. And then I, then I have like three episodes after that too. Like the pacing, I don't know what it is. The pacing feels confusing. Um, Other than that, having a good time yeah it it definitely seems like they're trying to work season two up to a point so season mm. three seems to be the final season to be the, like the thing that's, that's happened this is, just, this is essentially like i don't want to call it a filler season mm. it's, it's not yeah. a filler season but it's, half a filler um, season. it's it's leading us into to where they're trying to go like whatever the hell was happening at the beginning of this season is what's gonna probably end up happening at the end or the beginning of this of season three it's it's a lot of fan service happening um as you know they are milking it for our for us star trek fans especially next generation fans with like adding more of our beloved actors into the mix beloved characters and just mentioning things that we know from episodes and i i get excited and then they just move on from it i'm like why did you mention it it's like you were just Mm. teasing me <laughs> anyway, we're gonna talk about something else. And at the same time, <laughs> what was what like maybe about two main storylines? They added like three main storylines within the past two episodes, and so I'm like, now I have to worry about Picard's little uh, great great aunt, and now I have to worry about you know Data's main human guy and his daughter's back and I have to worry about them because Q is manipulating both of those then I have to worry if they're going to do whatever is Picard going to do any of the shit that he needs to do in three days and then what about Agnes and the board queen like what the hell like it's just all this happened within 50 to 60 minutes of the of the previous episode and, and I'm just like I'm mm. so stressed. Like I like last season, it was a good kind of stress because it moved the plot along. I feel like we're just kind of stuck and we're just doing things for shock value right now, which great entertainment. But when it comes to Star Trek, they are just known for their narratives, and I don't want it to be a filler season because there's there's so much to work from, especially giving like what they're up against, what they're trying to fight what 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 they can do together you know some of them have died like the fact that i did appreciate that they kind of make fun of our timeline and our issues of being humans on earth as far as like immigration and climate change stuff cool yeah yeah that's still a problem you know um but at the same time it's like what about these space problems like these space problems are like what y'all came here to do and you know the board queen is just laughing that's why i feel like that's what the writers are doing to us they're the board queen and they're just trying to assimilate us like stop just give you don't have to be a simple story but make every decision in these episodes make sense because we know what next season is the last season and i don't want season two to be like the weaker season but it's starting to feel that way unless next episode just changes things up completely because i'm like i love picard but it's like he's every scene he's standing up talking and drinking tea. That's like all he's doing. And then I'm like, is he moving the plot along just talking to these people? Because it's like he's just commonly talking to these people while the, his rest of the team is like teleporting everywhere, stopping stuff. And I'm like, where are you going? Um, and they finally got together at the end of the, of the last episode. But I'm like, what is the plan? Like, I never know what the plan is because Q is busy Patrick. and Q is sick. So. <laughs> 
What? Patrick Stewart is a very old man. That's what I was about to say. I know, I know, I know he's an old man, but I'm just saying, if they're going to have him in that way, can we move the plot along instead of talking about (laughs) what could be and what could not instead of talking about, because he'll do his little prep speech where he's like, yeah, you feel this and that. And I'm like, cool. And then the scene ends and I'm like, but come on, old man. Come on, move it along. (laughs) To be fair, he was pouring himself a cup of alcohol in this episode. It was not tea. That's true. (laughs) He's he was trying to that- steal Guinan's liquor. Right, right, right. That's true. <laughs> the liquor. That's true. But I'm just saying, like, I love these drinking time moments, and that's that's what he can do. But what they're talking about needs to be, like, something that I need for to, re- to like, mean something in, like, ten minutes from now. It's just, like, we're just talking, talking. Like, if I was a scriptwriter, I would literally write talking and then <laughs> figure out what that might be in post or whatever. Yes. I mean, t- to be fair, I feel like talking to people at a certain age, they do tend to just talk and you do tend to just be like, none of this is important information, but this is important for me to talk to you. So I'm just going to talk to you. But I feel like hard. You're still thinking like a commander though. <laughs> but he's also old. It's like, I just want to talk to somebody. He's also about an android now, technically. <laughs> I mean, there's also. That's true. That's why he's living forever. And like. I mean, I get it. Like, there's still that thing, but I'm just like, for the sake of the producers and the writers, like, it's not just him. It's other people doing it, too. It's starting to feel like a filler because I feel like these scenes are just them saying whatever, not meaning anything. And it's like, then the scenes that do matter, they're not long enough. And I'm like, wait, we need to go back to that scene and talk about it. Like, what? You know? So, I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence so far. it sort of seems, just get better from now. It's, it sort of seems like the season's built on nostalgia, not yes. so much like substance. And yeah, um, when and I get it, I get why, but it just seems like maybe because maybe there's taking a while to build to that point. But um, it, I mean, I, there are moments that are enjoyable, but is it going as fast as I would like? No, it is not. I totally agree with you because it's, it's that's exactly what is it's happening. Been a lot of time. I appreciate that though, but like, no. It's been a lot of time just growing. Mm-hmm. It's just like mm-hmm. get, all the stories growth. are getting bigger. It's just episodes mm-hmm. are just adding more plot lines. Yeah, that's right. a good point. So it's that's certainly why it feels slow. Just but like things are happening, but it just feels slow since it's at it's just exposition for so many episodes super, almost right super exposition because oh, i was not i didn't expecting... expect them to no go ahead yeah. just be staying in the past as long as they have in this season yeah they're in la for too long mm. and i was like okay but <laughs> when we're gonna meet up first it took them like three episodes because they were lost and split up i was like why did it take three episodes Right, and why is their technology not working? I mean, right. it's supposed to be like you know, twenty four cent. Like it should work. They're still being <laughs> it mean and everything, work. but like it should, but doesn't. It's because of the butterfly effect. They don't want to do too much. But I'm just like, at this point, if you're trying to avoid having a Nazi Confederate timeline, <laughs> fuck whatever's gonna be happening in this timeline. Like we're gonna have to do what we're gonna do, or we're gonna have to live in Nazi land. And we don't Uh, want that. But what if you doing that leads to Nazi land? No, they have to do something because of what Q set up and something with a question. Can you trust Q? Well, he gave Picard the task and Picard has come this far to figure out what it might be. 
but we but still don't know exactly. You? But we're getting closer. At least we have a person that we have to watch out for. Oh, mm-hmm. and wait, you guys, we didn't even talk about the espionage scene. It was totally Mission Impossible in the scene. Like, how do we go from sci-fi drama? Sci-fi, now we're gonna do espionage. I was like, it had the music, it had the look, you mean and the, I was just like, the car scene? No, the party scene. With uh, Agnes breaking in, and remember um, they were like, "You can't come into the party because of the crazy technology of like, like how like Starfleet has with like you have to judge by your voice and everything." Um, Starfleet, but so but yeah, that's why I was like, it definitely mm-hmm. jump, even jumps genres in the episode, mm-hmm. which I mean, um, you know. They're just tapping into new things. Sure. You gotta, you know, spice up the formula a bit, you know? Spice it up a bit. Get the viewers intrigued. I was rolling my eyes, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> it only got interesting when I was like, oh, Acta's really got got by the board queen more than she thought. Okay. She should have listened to the card, but whatever. Acta's gonna do what she gonna do. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> still, we'll keep y'all updated. Probably the next two episodes we'll talk more meet up discuss our feelings does does q have space cancer does q have space cancer i need to know i need to know (laughs) (laughs) he's definitely got something terminal he has some space terminal disease that they gotta make up he has time warp uh dilation sickness let's just say diabetes i was like what I time or diabetes? <laughs> no, what you said. It's 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 more so he spent they spent so much time with him in that last moment, and he was like like trying to set his intentions of like what he wanted to happen. It went for so long, and then he's like, "Oh, that's strange." And I was like, "Okay, what does you're, that mean?" Right? You're the yeah, exactly. You're you're broken. You are I, broken. I didn't realize the profanity was super adult in this episode until uh, what's his name said. The F word, and I was like, "Am I watching a movie or am I watching a TV show?" That like, I think because I watched Moon Knight, which I was expecting to hear, but I didn't. But I was watching Picard, and they say "fucking," and I'm like, "Language? What the hell?" Like, okay, Captain Steve America. Rogers. They really were trying to like, like what Ray said. They really <laughs> went to that school, and they're like, "Let's put this in here. Let's up the drama. Let's make it super like crazy with this multiverse bullshit." And I'm just like. Okay. Gotta make it interesting. Well, Gotta intrigue the they, they can do that now. I just was not prepared, you guys. These people did not say these words when I was a child. And now I'm saying, I'm like... Oh. It was on CBS. That's it's like when you hear your grandma start to cuss. Or and you're UPN. Like, didn't know that about you. She can curse. She's she, she lived through so much drama, she can get all the free curses that I she want to get you out. you didn't know that because all your life, you know... That's true. And then you hear it, you're just like, you're like me. Wait a minute. So... <laughs> You're human, just like we'll, I am. Exactly. We'll keep y'all updated with Picard. Definitely check it out on Paramount. Comes out on Thursdays on Paramount+. Mm-hmm, Plus. Mm-hmm. Will Stay it get better? More, more streaming <laughs> services. Stay the same. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but yeah. So now we're going to turn it over to Being a discussion gone. panel, I guess. Uh, if you guys heard... E3, which is a huge, big moment, usually in my life, where I'm like, okay, what are the new games that we're looking forward to and whatever? Everyone goes to the E3 thing that, like, a lot of my friends actually go every year. This year, however, not only is it being canceled in person, it's canceled digitally. So there's no E3 period this year. 
So what does that even mean? And so I just wanted to take the time to kind of like look beyond that. As we know, like about two years ago in 2020, when the pandemic was at its highest, that summer, usually, you know, when E3, Comic Comic Con, all those conventions and showcases come out, they were really quick to adapt to either using Twitch or some type of streaming service to access to, you know, all the fans and stuff. And a lot of fans liked it because we got to see a lot of content we wouldn't see if we weren't in person. Really great idea. And they improved it last year as well. But now we're seeing, you know, people are either dropping out or merging or doing their own thing. So like, you know, Sony has State of Play, Nintendo has Nintendo Direct. And that is, you know, is directly by the developer, the company. So what it's going to look like for big showcases like E3 or even Comic-Con or any other big one where they combine them together, are they going to not be needed anymore? Knowing that, you know, uh, they probably lost a lot of money with the past few years. So what is it going to look like yeah. in the next I mean, future few years? What it sounds like from IGN is that there are a couple of people who were like initially frustrated with like, I think they were trying to figure out how to make things work after the initial E3 events were canceled because of COVID things. And I think they were saying that according to sources, you know, they were trying to speak to E3 about how to make things work, but they were getting frustrated with like emailing people or calling people and not getting answers in time. And so a a lot of folks say, you know what, I'm going to do this myself and just do my own thing. And then, so it sounds like this all spurred from like, everyone having a hard time figuring out what to do with like a, with a lot mm-hmm. of in-person things being canceled and like trying to like navigate what does like your rollout of your next plan look like. Um, so there's that. But also like, let's be real, like these things uh, are less lengthy when they're done this way. Um, you don't have to spend like four hours of your day watching studio go up, they drop their demo, the demo goes down, someone talks about it. Maybe a celebrity talks about it. There's some awkward banter here and there. Now we get in and we get out. They do their presentation. It's quick. It's cut. It's succinct. And like, you can like get little snippets to watch later. Um, and I would say like, you know, even sometimes the quality is better. Uh, some of the time, not all the time, there definitely were a few games that had a trailer. that was like, that looks real choppy. That was not ready for, for any kind of game day demo display. But, um, I like it. I mean, a, a lot of it, you can just pick it up and watch and like, it's just fun. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is also ties into the fact that like, you know, the movie industry, the theaters are like getting upset that things are going to streaming. Cause like now that's a lot more uh, interactive. Right? Like I can go watch this from home. I don't have to go to the theater. I don't, I don't have to pay for this other party. So it is, people are missing out on like booths getting money and having that crowd to crowd work thing that that's going to be gone now, which can be fun, you know, going to an actual place, playing an actual demo and someone's like super cool Mario design wing of E3 to like really kind of, you know, get the word out there. So I will miss that, but maybe that means there'll be smaller pop-ups that they'll put on for themselves, you know, but you know, it's people are moving forward. The future is now. And if you don't adapt, you know, capitalism is going to is going to punish you. It's going to it's going to it's going to take your money and give it to someone else. It definitely has. A, they, they save a lot of money on those booths, too, because you imagine how oh, Nintendo's yeah. booths would look some years and they just have all of these huge like 
crazy things that they build just for E3 to advertise Breath of the Wild or something, and like everything is mm. is Breath of the Wild around you and all that stuff. Like that's it's a mm. it's sad that some of that might be gone for a long time, but um, that's just kind of the nature of these things. Maybe they'll bring it back in a five six years in a different state of a world or something, and we get to see well, these Ray, big they're saying uh, that they're gonna come back pictures in twenty twenty three in L A. Yeah, they're saying that uh, ESA says that oh, just, they are so focusing their resources on the 2023 show. They, well, no, they're canceling thought, this it, year it and they were saying we're going to like reinvigorate our showcase. Financial? But I'm sure they're also with a whole lot of behind the scenes stuff we're probably not hearing. But they're like, yo, like 2022, everyone's already done their like PlayStation showcase their Microsoft showcase, what could we potentially show you that hasn't already been presented at these other showcases that have happened? Probably nothing new. So let's be real. You like literally every other studio has been pretty much doing an amazing job of like, we're putting all our best stuff out there now so you can see it. So if we were to step up and do it, you, they wouldn't have anything new to show you that you haven't already seen. Um, so great. They're like, we're going to focus all our resources on making 2023 uh, be the show that brings the community, the media, and the industry back together in an all-new format with an interactive experience, whether you're in person or from home. So, I have a question. Um, I know, like, don't you, don't, I know for me, uh, I'm not a fan of, like, the metaverse or whatever but i feel like i feel like and i'm only saying this because afrotech was the first convention i've ever been to where they utilized that before facebook did the name change um if you ever because afrotech really took advantage of uh attending digitally which you would create your avatar and then on the computer it was almost like sims almost where you move your little character around to each little booth and you would watch a video with other other uh other uh, avatars and stuff so I was just curious, knowing that Facebook has capitalized that and really took advantage of like trying to make it grow with other with other showcases in the future, you know, knowing that people actually like staying home and not leaving, would they take that uh, would they take that approach as well? You know, they have the in person, but you know, just having it in like a streaming format is just not exciting enough. And I just wonder if if you guys feel like that might be a possibility of having like a well, the I mean, they got to make this back. Like, this needs to be worth the people that are going. Like, the vendors need to feel like them showing up is going to be worth it. Um, the people doing the booths, like Ray said, need to feel like showing up and putting in all those hours, making those booths is worth it. Like, there needs to be a worth it factor. You know, it's like, we're going to go out there and do all these things and abide by whatever protocols are still happening in 2023. So we need to make sure that the, at the bottom line we get something out of this so whether that's them doing some meta thing or some other interactive thing there's gonna need to be a reason why and i'm sure like what they'll probably do is like hey you didn't have e3 for xyz years now we're back and better than ever we're gonna have this celebrity here doing this thing and this thing so i i think for 2023 when they do drop the announcement they are probably going to pull all the stops Mm -hmm. uh and maybe they're probably also going to be talking to Sony and Microsoft like, listen, hey, we're trying this in 2023. Can you maybe not show off everything at your showcase or maybe 
do your showcase here with us? Like, what does that financial incentive look like? I mean, well, it, it's going to be an interesting playbook that they're going to have to decide with this. And maybe they decide, you know what? Maybe we just champion a bunch of indie games because, you know, they might be the better avenue to go towards because like these bigger studios can do their own thing on their own. But indie studios, you need this platform and we got a bunch of space. So come on over. <laughs> so many space. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just curious because I was like, that's a way to get fans and money. Um, I know there are events where, you know, a lot of kind of like when you go to those co- comic conventions where the, all the staff or all the crew from Heroes and Villains, Sacramento, ever so much to have the picture and talk. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and when they did it digitally, it was the same way where mm-hmm. if you paid for a ticket, you would literally be in like in a Zoom room with these uh, cast and crew, which I thought was like, damn, they can see my face. I can see their face more than like me sitting in the crowd and they're on the stage. Like it felt more intimate that way. Um, and I'm just like, there are so many possibilities. I'm just, I'm just curious. And not all, like E3 and any other showcase, how they're going to maintain mm-hmm. the crowd. Cause it's like, yeah the pandemic and tech in general has changed to adjust our lifestyle. And they I mean, that marketing team, and the, I'm sure the marketing really team at E3 already. is sweating bullets. Like they're like, we got to turn a good profit for this, like for this next year showcase. So when we got to start now, we got to start bothering people, got to start drafting the plans. And if they land this next year and they start bringing like, yo, we're going back to normal, like E3's back at it again. We're doing our thing. It's a huge win. But like we're saying, like, a lot of folks who realize that we don't need to do things like, you know, all these streaming services. Great. We don't need TV. We can just directly market to the consumer. Mm-hmm. Hey, come get this link. Watch our Paramount product. You ain't got to watch TV. Here we go. Like, hey, this movie, we're going to do same day release streaming or hey, it's going to be streaming in a week. You can get the service. You can watch it instead of having it. Like people are really starting to gravitate towards the instantaneous fast thing. So we'll see if. This 2023 is going to be their like latch disc effort of like, yo, we tried, it didn't work, or they're going to try to reset the norm and bring folks back in a building again. I mean, the only thing I think that this doesn't work with is Comic-Con because it's like, great, like you kind of got to be there. Like, this is like, this is what we do. This is kind of where we are, but we'll see how long that like lasts. They're adapting. Yeah. They're adapting. That's true. There's there are a lot of needs improvement places, but we shall see mm-hmm. how this goes yeah. down the summer for convention season and how people are handling maybe. this. Maybe. And maybe we'll even cover some in person <laughs> or not. I, I well, hope so. Maybe yeah. all. I was like, uh, Catherine, it is time to we'll talk see. about our favorite um, show. Catherine, are you are you prepared, love? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Catherine, are you prepared, love? Uh, never called Lady Catherine, okay, yeah. art, so art thou ready? It'd be Lady Catherine, but okay, yeah. Splendid. <laughs> uh, so, Eming, I don't know if you yes. if you recall, but Catherine, Lady Catherine, and I have been watching season dose of uh, Bridgerton, and uh, <laughs> and we have our our review of such things. Uh, Lady Catherine, can we please hear, how do you feel about this season's new diamond? 
it is pronounced diamond. I want to say right now, they do pronounce it diamond in the so, show. I love I it every time else. they say it. <laughs> All the vowels. They do. The diamond. English people back in the day say Just a lot of different hold words. their mouth as you and say that word. Diamond. Whole nother. <laughs> There was another word they just kept saying, and I'm like, why do they say it like that? There's like more Aluminium? letters. They just skipped one root, like the first four letters. And I'm like, okay. Um, something like that, yeah. Um, so, if you know Bridgerton, I'm sure you guys heard of it. It was always, season every one. time Bridgerton comes out, it's the top Netflix show of the month. Uh, season one was was an explosion of just fandom. There are a There is a book series Um that Shonda Rhimes took over and produced for TV. She did add way more elements to make it entertaining mm-hmm. and to have more of a broader approach for its audiences. So more diversity, uh, more representation, all that. But at the same time, still maintain the regency era I, and having I'm not gonna lie to you. music being played by violins. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the episode they played. That back pulls that me out of every scene. Where I'm like, are they playing Alanis Morissette right yeah, now? Until then, <laughs> it's like, Amy, Amy, they were playing and I'm like, here to remind you. Which song? You which know, song? And I was like, and you he was Da, 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 and I was like, da, no, da, you are da, not da, playing da. this song but right see, now. It worked, though. It worked. <laughs> it gets me. It worked. And mm. I like when they do that. Time. And they don't do That's it all the time. They just do it at very specific moments, which I appreciate it. Because they could just totally, well, no, like. I like it because it almost reminds me of, the, of that, that 2000s Romeo and Juliet were like. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, they're like, I'm like, they're, about, they're like dropping in like no, new and songs. It's too, like, the, like no one yeah. had that song, but it's okay. We can play around with that idea. Right. And it was all like it's with good. the instruments at the time. Yeah, and just, like, and, and Kat, I, I like, I, I do want to say, like, Shana does, does a like, great job like of like making thing. it very mixed. Um, I consider this like the alternate universe where racism never happened uh, because literally. <laughs> Because literally, cause literally I, just, I, I kid you not, literally there are like so many just like the racial multiverse. And I'm like, no one has a problem with it. It's just like beautiful black man just like hold this like pure like alabaster white woman's hand. And everyone's like, good day to you, sir. And just walking by and it's like, oh, this is this is, this is a different universe. This is a different universe entirely. Yes. Or like the queen's. The Queen's Court with all the different women. And nobody and said anything disparaging about anyone's looks. Or like, oh, I like so your like, outfit is the, is the only thing you'll get. And that could be snooty, but it's also about like classism. But it's like, right. what if racism never happened? Shondaland. <laughs> Shondaland. It's, right, Shondaland with a rainbow. Right. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what really got me into the show because I thought it was just one yeah. of those like whatever, but... The diversity, the representation. It's like Brandy's Cinderella, where it's like this really, entire. It really helps. <laughs> and another thing, it really. But she's, oh no, no, she's this is been, different. But this she's is been a time doing that since Grey's Anatomy. Like, like, oh, like, like there was definitely. This is like a period piece. I know, I know. Especially when racism was very like. I will say, if you do read the books, the racism is very apparent in the books because. Mm. 
the Arthur, you know, she she wrote these years ago. Um, and there actually is a lot of controversy of with how the books are being reprinted to have people of color on the covers because they're the characters. But oh. then when you read the book, you know, that doesn't matter, you know? So it's, it's interesting that you have the book side, which you do want to read, but then you find out, like, they still talk about racism and colonialism and all of that. But the show, they take that out. And it's just mostly just characterization and a good plot for the characters. And that makes it more enjoyable because it's like, we're not thinking about racism. We're actually thinking about that was season one, though. Human life season that one was that. Has season chance, one right? also had that's what, the sizzle factor. That was season which one. Which was sex. And the season- sizzle factor. Simon was great too, but they was... Had Simon... Oh, they was true. fucking in season one. They was they was out there getting it on. Hot man didn't hurt either. Simon was sex though. Like every time he, every time Simon appeared on the screen, he I was, was just like, oh was my gosh! Lot. Like he was a lot. Um, but that was book one. That was definitely book one. Mm, I like my heart. It's a great season yearns for you. It. If you're into that type of <laughs> romance, that's actually my type of romance, right? So second season, it's. Not it doesn't have any like it barely has any sex scenes, but it has so much just sexual attention so and steaminess, which I like. And they it was the worst thing I've ever seen. Couple, I like it because this is this is how I shake people. Like this is all the like worst. if I, it, it's definitely was oh, giving no, you know my precious the entire time, but it was doing it in its own way because. The wait, oh, which, just, which Pride and Prejudice? Okay, it's like give me the it movie. Matter, like, the book Pride and Prejudice. Oh, the book, not the movie. Oh, okay. Like the okay. story. I don't okay. know, Amy. It was given Pride and Prejudice I'm and like, Zombie vibes. No, yeah, that's the Colin first one, the, the newer one. No, you're not a fan of Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Classic. I, Classic. I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. Nope. Uh, this season nope. covered more of that, and it featured. Um, so, if you Bridgerton, a, a, a close we got Bridgerton is about a family as a mother. She has eight kids, and she has named the eight kids in alphabetical order. So it's about them. Each book is about them trying to basically get married or be introduced in society so they can get married. The first one was of the oldest Anthony. daughter. This one is about the oldest son, how it's time for him to get married because he is Anthony and he's trying to, you the know, uh, have a wife to run the state because, you know, he's the oldest son. So, as you know, with these type of movies, you know, a lot of women are going to throw themselves at him, whatever. But of course, he runs into the one that he loves the most. Of course, her name is Kate. And they hate each other for like the majority of the season, no. but the tension was I, there. I, and I was like, thing. oh, this is a <laughs> I got to put back on this school's done bad. This is great. She is Lizzie and he is Mr. Darcy. But, is it, but, okay. But I'm like, there's a twist because he is actually. <gasps> Going to be engaged to her sister. <laughs> so now there's a whole nother plot. And mm-hmm. with them, with the story is the story of, of Kate is she's she's that old I identify a lot with her because she's the older daughter, and I'm like, oh I, I I know exactly where her mind was at the whole time. She wanted to make sure her sister was marrying well because the focus on her, she just wanted to just get that taken care of so she can go back to her single life and be a teacher. I got that. But um what she didn't prepare for was falling for Antony, and he was not prepared to falling for her, but they can't be together because he's engaged to the sister who's oblivious, which I was like, girl, you didn't see that? Like, for real. Like, this man would be, she would walk past this man, and he'd be like, 
hmm, lilies. Like, he was obsessed with just how she smelled, how he looked. And this is why it was creepy, Cat. Almost had, like, almost an asthma attack every time he saw her. Like, Cat. He was down bad. He never met a woman like that. Oh, no. no, no. Ray, I'm going to give you a scene right now, Raymond. I'm going to give you a scene right now. And I want you to listen to how I described the scene to you. Because I had to, like, again, I watched this. viewers not purposely i was sitting next to my fiance as she was watching and i kept looking over because there were scenes that were creepy as hell at a certain point at a certain point like there's a bee flying around and this man starts like hyperventilating but like in a oh, sexy gosh. way just like <sighs> it's a bee oh my lady look at and then like he's breathing like that and she's breathing and then he just touches her and they're both just like just, ah, ah, are you okay are you okay ah. and like this is weird y'all need to let each other go and they kept doing that breathing whenever they were next to each other to like showcase like horny but- and it was like horny breathing but it was like really uncomfortable horny breathing and they like kept holding on that scene and they were like zoom in real close but so you see their fair. face just like <sighs> and it's like we gotta cut we got like why did no one call cut this entire thing is uncomfortable oh, I don't like God, any God. of this <laughs> everyone is flaccid everyone is flaccid no one is hard right now this is a flaccid wait. scene there's nothing this oh, is not okay <laughs> oh I did know you, yeah, did you see the episode of, before that about why he was freaking out about the bee he was having a sexy pass okay <laughs> He was having a panic attack because she thought he was going to die. I also love how he didn't run away from the bees. Like, no, no, I got to stay next to this bee and protect her with my hands. Thank you for that. Because she does grab his hand and put it on her breast and like, I'm fine. He's like, and it's like, y'all need to let each other go. This is weird. It was too much for him, Oh, he was about to explode, all right. Oh my god, he's about to explode. Like he just was not. Homeboy was about to bust in that garden. Oh, just breathing heavy about a bee. And they both like, ran away like that children. literally was, was the birds and the bees. Homeboy was about to away. just like fully explode his pants <laughs> off of just breathing. It was a lot, and they kept doing the breathing. It was, like, it was, a, it was a cute story, but they were really trying to it like okay. ramp up this like sexual tension. And the first season, it, the tension was there, like it was sexual. It didn't need to have this like we're gonna push it. But this one, they were like, and this season, they were like, we really got to make this work. So we're going to like make all the shots super romantic and have them like just (laughs) I raw dog each other across five people. And it's like people can see you. And I'm like, everyone can look at the fact that you two are like maintaining eye contact in a very heavy sexual way at dinner. And like, has no one been like, hey, y'all should probably stop that. Like this went on for too long. People being like, what do you mean you like her? I never knew. It's like, how did you not know? He was like, she's aggravating. I don't, he didn't even say he liked it. He was like, she's aggravating. She's the this big This was the playground equivalent like, of like two like kids on a playground fighting. It's like, you guys like say. each other. It's like, this is not okay. <laughs> They're picking on each other and being mean. Uh, it was, it was over the top, but I had a fun time laughing really at how was. like dramatic this season was compared to last season. I felt like we were like, cool, like, we can't ever touch on how just 
sexually amazing last season was. How can we get something like that? And they're like, well, we could try it this way. It didn't hit like it, like it should have hit, but it, I'm sure folks enjoyed it. It was more about, you know, expressing love through words rather than getting into the library and having sex on the, on the ladder. Uh, yes. And so breathing. First of all, Simon was working real hard last season, okay? He was working hard. Almost. <laughs> He was working and doing hard. on the ladder, on the roof, in the trees. Like I was like, yeah, that's easy. And they were hiding. Like okay, yeah, but I don't want to like. Oh yeah, I agree. I, I didn't want to see that again in the season. So I think they did a smart thing, and I think they did it in a way where it really worked with the actors because they had amazing chemistry to do that. Um, there is a Twitter account where they are they post a lot of these steamy scenes without the music because the music was hyping up the little scenes. So they actually took the music off and to just see the actors react in that way, it just gets even more real. And I'm just like, dang, y'all just okay, y'all y'all didn't date in real life because it really felt like they should have dated in real life if if this was just acting. Um, but yeah, Bridgerton was amazing. Um, they are slated to come back in season three because. The one thing I didn't like about the season was we spent so much time of them hating each other that when they actually were like trying to get together and and everything, we didn't get enough of that. And we didn't have a wedding. So I'm very upset about that. Oh, so, so sad. No wedding. No, I mean, that's that's literally <laughs> every mean, Jane Austen. If you know every Jane Austen book. Right. Every Jane Austen Dude, book, I, I'm going to three wedding. weddings this year, okay? <laughs> and, a, and a wedding. I'm and good on the wedding. This season didn't have that. It, it just cut to them being married. And I was just like, well, that felt like a ripoff. So hopefully season three, which I don't know which which sibling is going to get the, the spotlight, but knowing that Kate and Anthony are going to be there, I'm going to need a flashback of a wedding because my girl got, she, she got a ripoff. I want to see her walking in that dress. And I really appreciate um, their families from India. So they showed a lot of traditional Indian cultural things as far as like preparing to get married and they used a lot of different languages that is used throughout India like they call each other by like basically they're saying sister and older sister but they're using their native language and it's like so many things and reading about some of the traditions and stuff it was just I didn't know and I thought that was a really educational experience to read a lot like when they had them getting ready the night before the wedding and why they were putting turmeric on themselves and the, the meaning behind that I didn't know and I thought that was great like Shonda knows what she's doing and it was a really great way to show culture for sure I'm gonna at some point find that scene about them touching in the garden with that bee and I want to just have a group watch I have it you want me to send it to you <laughs> I, yeah that, you, that scene you have it queued up I, please send it to the group I saved all the scenes to that twitter card just told you oh god it's, it's <laughs> It is so oh, hilarious. Man. I cannot wait for y'all to Which see it. Which episode is it out of season two? Probably like Remember. season three. Or no, episode, episode three. three. Yeah, episode three. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's a it's called it's it's called a bee in your bonnet. Yeah. And it's uh God, it's so funny. What about the scene where she's trying to shoot the gun? And that scene, I was like, well, okay, this is too much drama. Like, she's like, I know how to shoot a gun. He goes, no, you have to hold it like this. And they're doing the whole, like, that was the type breathing and looking. I was like, that, again, the deer hears you. Like, the deer hears you. The like, breathing was up. too much. And that also reminded me of, like, I know how to play pool. Oh, do you? Let me let me show you how to hold the pool stick. Right. Ugh. It's like, right. y'all are gross. <laughs> 
This was back in the day when they could be touching people, so they just took advantage of that. That's all. Is that your entire ankle? Oh yeah. There was a scene where she was walking in the Yes, Evie. I'm serious. That happened. This is that's <laughs> advantage of how you I don't even need a scene where you two you two love lovingly detail everything so I don't even need, so I need to see what, it this is just <laughs> one part of the plot of the season like we didn't even get uh, into the other storylines that were ridiculous and crazy oh no Eamon you're good Eamon you know you, you don't have to you don't have to you don't have to diss yourself Eamon. you're good you don't have to worry about us at all I'll watch it eventually but I appreciate the interesting reenactment oh all day every day we got you we got you um, but yeah, check out Bridgerton. It's still on Netflix. It's still on the top shows. Um, if you're into it more, there's a book series. And there's also going to be a spinoff about Queen Charlotte. If you're a big fan of the queen on the show, who is a pretty big, very fashionable badass, they're actually going to do a spinoff of her younger years. And if you know anything about her history of Queen Charlotte being married to basically Mad King George, I am interested to see what they're, what Shonda's going to do with the show. They already picked up the actors that that the younger actors that portray Queen Charlotte and oh. Lady Danbury. So uh, I do like both of them. That. Yeah, I love Lady Danbury and Queen Charlotte. I love their friendship, but like the younger in their younger days, I need to see it. So mm. we're excited to hear that. I'll give you all guys more information when it comes out. For sure, for sure. With that said, Marlon, do you have any uh, previews or anything we should be prepared for Marlon's Corner this week? Yeah, y'all gotta get ready because uh, Nick Lachey and Vanessa Lachey are back with the ultimatum coming out this Wednesday. Oh, another, dating another dating <laughs> show. Yes. This one is, a, oh, I, I, I don't know, basically, I don't know if, if you remember, but this is the one where two couples enter. <laughs> Fucking remember. <laughs> four couples enter and like Hopefully the same four couples leave, but if you get there, you can decide to swap with another couple if you uh, don't like the person you're with because you want to get married and your partner doesn't want to get married, but someone else does want to get married. So you can swap partners. And if you like them a bunch, you can choose to marry them and leave your partner behind. So it's like swingers that literally people did in the 1970s, but like on a show, but then you can actually marry the person that you're swinging with. Exactly. Oh. We got that going for us. I'm Can't also gonna be wait. checking. It's gonna be great. I'm also gonna be checking out a movie called The Bubble. Uh, oh, that one's interesting. Okay. It has Fred Armisen uh, and who else in it? It's uh, is Keegan Michael Key. It's basically a show about a group of celebrities who have to make this movie, but uh, it was like during a quarantine, so they're making it inside of like a hotel together. Uh, to, right. <laughs> and, it, and it's it's basically like what if people were trying to make uh, Sharknado six and a super small budget. And that's pretty much the movie is people making Stop. a really dumb sci-fi film together. It looks hilarious. I'm looking forward to that. And the other thing I'm watching is called The Last Bus, which looks it's what it's and I like it because it reminds me of um what's it it's uh Run the Block, is that what it's called? Uh uh Attack the Block. Attack the Block, where it's like a group of kids who are involved in like trying to like save the world from like a robot apocalypse. And okay. I absolutely love it. It's like kids are like, we gotta save the world. So I'm looking forward to seeing what that nonsense is gonna be about because it looks hilarious. And that's on Netflix. All these are on Netflix. All on Netflix, yo. Yeah, where do you be finding these? I did not see any of this in my recommendations today. I signed up for 
uh, I, I'm on like the media center thing. And I also uh, have on my preferences to like alert me to any new shows dropping. So I get like a, I get like a month review of like, Hey, coming next month are these titles you should know about. Oh my gosh. I my cue on Netflix is, uh, <laughs> my entire like recommended list is just a, a, a wash of just random things that are thrown in there. It's just, it's, it's an, my algorithm is a full nightmare. Mine's a simple. Mine is either foreign crime sh- thriller shows, anime, sci-fi fantasy TV shows, and then like nostalgia movie TV shows, and that's mm. it. I don't really. I watch more HBO Max than Netflix, so my thing on HBO is way more random because HBO be having random stuff on their app. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. Lots of stuff. If I had the time, I would I would do what you're doing, but with HBO, if I had more time. Because mm, okay. they have good things and they have crazy things that people should know. Do you have a a, a query? Nah. Display? No, nah, I'm going to save my query for next time. It's a good oh. one. Surprising. Surprise query for later. Okay. Tune in next time for my query. <laughs> Mm. okay then well this has been it thank you guys so much for coming together and talking about all the wonderful things we talked about listeners if you enjoy or did not enjoy what we talked about today don't forget to hit up our social media hey it's a free country um uh, facebook twitter instagram and our website geekforcepodcast.com again thank you so much for making our show the show of your day until then stay healthy eat well hydrate but geek on This episode of Quest On Media's Geek Force was produced in Richmond, California.